Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Find hidden clues and uncover a murder mystery. Solve mind-teasing mysteries of the Roaring Twenties. Engage your sense of observation to find hidden clues. Search for hidden objects from the parlors of New York to the sidewalks of Paris and uncover a collection of dazzling hidden object spectacles for you to solve. We're all here because we love true crime, right? Well, this game has the perfect twists and turns to keep your brain asking, what happened here? There's nothing I love more than getting to decorate my very own luxurious state island. The best part? You can chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Hello, listeners. I'm your host, Amara, and this is Black Girl Gone, a true crime podcast. On this episode of Black Girl Gone, I tell the story of Athena Curry, a 20-year-old woman who disappeared from Atlanta, Georgia on May 27, 2011. Athena had been in an on-again, off-again relationship with her son's father. The day that she was last seen, Athena had been at his house with their 16-month-old son. He claimed They got into an argument, and Athena had stormed out of the home, but Athena never came back. She left her son and all her personal belongings behind, and no one ever saw Athena again. Almost 12 years later, she is still missing. What happened to Athena, and who was responsible for her disappearance? This is Athena's story. Almost 12 years have passed since Athena Curry was last seen, leaving behind her then 16-month-old son and a trail of unanswered questions. Those who knew Athena know that she would never have willingly abandoned her child or disappeared without a trace. Despite extensive searches and a push from her family to get Athena's story more coverage, her whereabouts remain unknown. Her family and friends continue to search for answers, hoping to bring closure to this heartbreaking mystery. The circumstances surrounding Athena's disappearance have baffled those who love her, and law enforcement has been unable to find evidence to lead them to where Athena is or what happened to her the day she disappeared. But what is clear is that Athena's absence has left a significant impact on those who knew her and loved her. Athena Joy Curry was born on November 2nd, 1990, in Portland, Oregon. She was raised there by her parents, Cicero and Rosalind Curry, and Athena was the baby of the family, with five older siblings. And they said that she embodied her middle name because Athena was a joy. She grew up surrounded by a lot of love and a family who adored her. Her dad worked for the city, and Rosalind, her mom, was a middle school teacher, And so growing up, they instilled the importance of education to all of their children, 
And so even as a child, Athena had a drive to succeed. She grew up playing softball and running track. And when she wasn't doing schoolwork or playing sports, Athena spent her time doing things that she loved, like watching scary movies and listening to music. She went to Grant High School in Portland. And after she graduated, her dream was to become a pediatrician. And so Athena made the decision that she wanted to attend a school in Georgia. She had gone on a college tour during her junior year of high school and made the decision that she wanted to go to an HBCU. Now, Georgia is a long way from Oregon, and that would be a huge change for her, but it was a dream of hers. Plus, her older sister Aisha was already living there, and so Athena asked her parents if she could move to Georgia to finish her senior year so she could establish residency and take advantage of in-state tuition. Her parents agreed, and in 2008, Athena moved to Georgia. Athena's move was a big step for her, but it was also an opportunity to pursue her dreams of becoming a pediatrician. Despite her mom's initial reluctance, Athena's decision to move was supported by her family, especially her sister Aisha, who became a source of comfort and guidance for her. Once in Georgia, she enrolled at Martin Luther King High School, and Athena quickly made friends and continued to excel academically. Her new life gave her a sense of independence and freedom, which she also enjoyed. Aisha's busy schedule meant that Athena had to be more responsible for herself. She had to learn to manage her time wisely. And Athena thrived in her new environment and was excited about the possibilities that lie ahead. But in January 2009, things started to change for Athena. She was in her senior year at MLK when she met a man named Youssef Mujahid. Youssef was 23 years old and five years older than Athena. He was working construction at the time and had his own place. And despite the age difference, they started dating. Her friend said that in the beginning, the relationship seemed like a good one. Youssef came off as a nice guy and Athena liked him. However, it wasn't a relationship that she told her family about in the beginning. And the age difference probably had a lot to do with that. Aisha said that she knew of Youssef and she knew that Athena was talking to somebody, but she had never met him in person. However, the relationship was becoming more serious. And as the relationship with Youssef progressed, Aisha began to have concerns. She noticed that Athena was spending less time with her friends and more time with Yusef. And Athena's priorities seemed to shift as her focus on her academic goals and future plans dwindled. Aisha said that Athena was no longer talking about college. Even when she tried to ask her questions or bring up school, Athena was not interested like she was before meeting Yusef. There were other things, too, like Athena's appearance. She started getting tattoos, and she got her lips pierced. Now, there isn't anything wrong with piercing or tattoos, but Aisha was concerned that this was all because of Yusef. Aisha's concern was understandable. She had known Athena her entire life, and she had never known her to be someone who made impulsive decisions about her appearance— it was clear that something was different now that she was with Yusuf. 
Aisha wondered if Athena was trying to fit in with his crowd or if he was pressuring her to change her appearance. In June 2009, Athena graduated from high school. But just as her sister suspected, going to college was no longer on the top of Athena's priority list. A lot had changed about her since meeting Yusef, and her plans to go to college had been put on the back burner. And so instead of going to college after graduation, Athena and Yusef decided to move in together. She told her sister that she was planning to move out, but Aisha still had not met Yusef. She had her concerns, but there wasn't much she could do. She did make Athena promise that they would still spend time together despite them living apart. Now, over the next two months, Athena settled into her life living with Yusef. Her and her sister tried to spend as much time together as possible. However, Aisha never spent time with Yusef. In fact, she didn't meet him until August 2009. And by the time she did, Athena was also pregnant. Something she hadn't even told her sister. Aisha said that she found out during that first meeting with Yusef and that he was the one who actually broke the news. Athena being pregnant soon after high school graduation wasn't something anyone in her family had planned for her when she moved to Georgia. But life happens, and Athena was looking forward to being a new mom. But being pregnant started to expose the weaknesses in Athena and Yusuf's relationship. They had only been together for a few months, but were already living together, and now Athena was pregnant just two months after finishing high school. The couple started to argue, and the environment became toxic. Eventually, they decided to break up, and Aisha convinced Athena to come back and move in with her, and so she did. Back in Portland, Athena's parents were naturally worried about their daughter. At just 18 years old, Athena had already experienced a tremendous amount of change in her life. The unexpected pregnancy, followed by the deteriorating relationship with her child's father, had left her in a vulnerable and uncertain position. As parents, they couldn't help but feel concerned about their daughter's well-being and her future. And despite the distance between them, Athena's parents remained in close contact with their daughter. They wanted to make sure that they were there for her, even if they couldn't physically be with her. They offered their love, support, and encouragement for her to stay strong and make the best decisions for herself and her child. For Athena, being so far away from her parents during this difficult time, I'm sure, only added to her stress and anxiety. She was struggling to navigate her new role as a mother-to-be while also dealing with the challenges of a strained relationship that would be a lot to handle for anyone. But even through their relationship issues, Yusuf still expressed a desire to be a part of his son's life, and so he and Athena kept in contact throughout the remainder of her pregnancy. In January 2010, Athena gave birth to a little boy she named King. Although becoming a teen mom can be a challenging experience, Athena was determined to embrace motherhood and take care of her child. She devoted herself to raising King and providing him with the love and attention that he needed. Athena continued to live with her sister, and according to Aisha, she spent most of her time at home with King. As time passed, she spent less and less time with Yusuf, and 
As Athena settled into her new role as a mother, she started to gain a sense of purpose and responsibility. She was no longer just thinking about herself, but about the future of her child also. And despite the challenges of being a teen mom, she was determined to give King the best life possible. The fact that Athena was spending less time with Yusuf was a good thing. Aisha knew that their relationship was toxic, and she worried about her sister being with him. But at the time, Aisha really had no idea how bad things were in their relationship. It wasn't until later on that Athena confided in her that Yusuf had been violent with her. As much as Aisha had been worried about Athena being with Yusuf, she had no idea of the extent of the toxicity in their relationship. Aisha was shocked and horrified to hear this, but was also grateful that Athena felt comfortable enough to open up to her. Aisha did her best to provide emotional support for her sister during this time. She knew that it wouldn't be easy for Athena to leave Yusuf alone, especially with a young child to care for, but she was determined to help in any way she could. No one in Athena's life, however, knew the extent of what was really going on. Athena knew that the things that had happened in her and Yusuf's relationship were not normal, but she couldn't just leave him alone. He was the father of her son, and she still needed him financially, and so she would still talk to him and spend the night at his home from time to time. She confided in her friends that she hoped that if she loved Yusuf enough that he would change. But things between the two didn't change. And they reached a boiling point one day outside Yusuf's apartment. According to neighbors, Athena and Yusuf were arguing and he attacked her. The neighbors called police and Yusuf was arrested and charged with domestic abuse. He ended up spending six days in jail. As time went on, Athena found herself drawn back into Yusuf's orbit. Despite the fact that he had previously been physically abusive towards her, she still had strong feelings for him and wanted to make their relationship work. Also, they shared a child, which only added an extra layer of complexity to their situation. Athena was determined to do everything she could to provide their son with a stable and loving family even if it meant putting herself in harm's way. As she began spending more and more time at Yusuf's house, Athena's friends and family began to grow concerned. They knew that Yusuf had a history of violent behavior, and they worried that Athena was putting herself in danger by continuing to see him. This pattern continued for several months, with Athena and Yusuf drifting in and out of each other's lives. At times, Everything would seem to be going well between them, and they would enjoy a brief period of happiness. However, these moments of peace were always short-lived, and inevitably, the tension between them began to mount once again. Despite the difficulties that they faced, Athena remained committed to making things work with Yusuf. She hoped that with enough love and support that he would be able to overcome his demons and become the partner she always wanted him to be. But in May 2011, Athena's life and the lives of those closest to her were turned upside down when she vanished without a trace. 
The circumstances surrounding her disappearance were shrouded in mystery, leaving her family and friends reeling and desperate for answers. 20-year-old Athena Curry was living in Atlanta where she was raising her son, King. She had an on-again, off-again relationship with her son's father, and their relationship had a history of domestic violence. Despite this, Athena had tried her best to make the relationship work. But during Memorial Day weekend 2011, everything for Athena and her family would change forever. By May 2011, Athena and Yusuf had been on again, off again for two years, but the relationship had been marked by domestic violence, and Athena wanted to give Yusuf a chance to change. During their two-year relationship, Athena and Yusuf had become parents of a young son, which added a layer to their relationship. Athena wanted to provide a stable and loving environment for her child, and she believed that the best way to achieve this was to work things out with Yusuf. She hoped that he would change and overcome his violent tendencies and become a loving and responsible partner and father. Despite her best efforts, however, things between them never really seemed to improve. The violence continued, and Athena's hope of a better future began to fade. Yet she still held on to the belief that she could make the relationship work for the sake of their child. But on Wednesday, May 25th, 2011, Athena's best friend back in Portland got a disturbing phone call from her. Her friend said that Athena called her and told her that Yusuf had hit her and pulled her hair out. Athena said that she caught Yusuf cheating, and so while he was on his phone, she snatched it from him and ran. And that's when he attacked her. Her friend said that she told her that she needed to pack up her things and go back to Aisha's house, but Athena said that she couldn't. She had visible injuries, and she knew that if Aisha saw what happened to her, all hell would break loose. And so she stayed at Yusuf's house. Two days later, on May 27, 2011, Aisha called her sister to check in on her. She had no idea that just a couple of days before, Yusuf had allegedly hit her sister again. She told NBC's Dateline that she had spoken to their mom that day, and Rosalind told her that she had a sick feeling. And so Aisha said that's what prompted her to call her sister. It was around midnight when she spoke to Athena. Aisha told Crime Watch Daily, quote, What I said to her was, I'm calling to check on you to make sure Yusuf didn't put you in a grave somewhere. That's how fearful I was of her spending any time with him. Aisha said that during their conversation, Athena told her that Yusuf was putting their son down for bed and assured her that everything was fine. That was Friday, and Aisha did not speak to her sister again that weekend. When Monday came and Athena did not return back to her sister's home, Aisha started to worry. She had been at work all weekend and she hadn't gotten a chance to call her sister, but she said that when she did try to call her, her phone was going straight to voicemail. Quote, so I speak to her that Friday. She doesn't come home that Monday and her phone's dead. At that point, 
I'm sick, scared. Aisha said in that interview with Crime Watch Daily that she may not have been aware of what had happened that Wednesday, but she knew her sister's history with Yusuf, and so she was immediately worried about her little sister. Now, Monday came and went, and Aisha's attempts to reach her sister, Athena, continued to go unanswered. It wasn't entirely unusual for Athena to spend several days at a time at Yusuf's house, but the fact that she had not been in contact with her sister over the weekend was starting to become a cause for concern. Aisha knew that her sister's relationship with Yusuf had been rocky at times, and that there had been instances of domestic violence in the past. She had hoped that Athena would find the strength to leave him for good, but she also understood that the situation was complicated by the fact that they had a child together. As the hours went by, Aisha's worry deepened. She tried calling Athena's phone repeatedly, but it always went straight to voicemail. At one point, she found a number for Yusuf, and she tried to call him, but that number was disconnected. The next day, Tuesday, May 31st, 2011, Aisha got a strange text message from Yusuf asking her to have Athena call him. Aisha told him that she hadn't heard from Athena and asked him where she was. Yusuf replied and said that Athena had stormed out of the house at around 3 a.m. on Saturday, and she never came back. But King and all her belongings were still at the house. Aisha knew immediately that something was wrong. First, Athena didn't have a car, and neither did Yusuf. She traveled by bus. Second, why would she leave King and all her stuff behind, and why would she leave alone in the middle of the night? The next day, Aisha contacted the police to report her sister missing. She told them what was going on and explained that this behavior was not typical because she would never leave her son for this long without contacting someone. It had been five days since anyone had seen or spoken to Athena, and Aisha was getting more and more worried with each hour that passed. When police received the report, they too thought the circumstances of Athena's disappearance seemed suspicious. Aisha had reached out to friends of Athena's through social media, but no one had spoken to her since Friday, the same day that she had last spoken to her sister. After police received the report, they began investigating Athena's disappearance, and searches for her in the immediate area had turned up nothing. And so police knew that they needed to speak to the last person to see Athena. When Yusuf is brought in for questioning, he tells police the same thing he told Aisha, that Athena had stormed out of the house after they got into an argument, and he had no idea where she went or where she was now. As part of their investigation, they searched Yusuf's home, but according to police, there was no evidence that anything had happened to Athena in that house. There was no evidence of foul play at all. Investigators continued to canvass the neighborhood where Yusuf lived and the surrounding area, even bringing out cadaver dogs to assist them, but the searches turned up nothing. Over the next few days and weeks, police speak to Yusuf several times, but 
Athena's whereabouts remained unknown, and Yusuf maintained that he had no idea where she was. Meanwhile, her family and friends organized their own searches and passed out flyers hoping that someone had seen something. But weeks turned to months, and the police had not received any credible leads. Since Athena's disappearance, her family had also learned more disturbing details from her friends about her relationship with Yusuf, and it was more violent than they realized. They already had doubts about Yusuf's story, but learning this made them even more suspicious that he knew more than he was saying. Police, however, didn't have any evidence at that point that Yusuf had done anything to Athena. According to them, for the most part, he was cooperative. In the months since her disappearance, Athena's family and friends and police had been trying to find out what happened to her. But Athena had vanished without a trace. In March 2012, Yusuf was arrested, but not for anything having to do with Athena's disappearance. He was arrested for disorderly conduct. According to Crime Watch Daily, it was from three separate incidents involving an ex-girlfriend. He was then later charged with multiple felonies that included aggravated assault and strangulation. I tried to find out what happened in those cases, but I couldn't find any information. As the months turned into years, Athena's family continued to search for answers about her disappearance. They organized search parties, held vigils, and plastered missing person posters all over town. They contacted anyone who might have information about what happened to Athena and pleaded with the public to come forward if they knew anything. But as time went on, the family's hopes of finding Athena alive began to fade. They tried to prepare themselves for the worse, but they couldn't bring themselves to give up hope entirely. They held on to the belief that someday, somehow, they would find Athena and bring her home. In the years since Athena's disappearance, her family has never stopped trying to find her. They have worked tirelessly with law enforcement to uncover any clues that may lead them to Athena's whereabouts. Despite the many dead ends that they've encountered along the way, they remain determined to find answers. The years have taken their toll on Athena's family, and they've had to learn to live with the constant uncertainty and heartache that comes with having a missing loved one. But they remain steadfast in their belief that one day they will uncover the truth about what happened to Athena, and they will find the closure that they so desperately need. It's not clear what ultimately happened to Yusuf, but after Athena's disappearance, King, her son, who was only 16 months old when she vanished, spent time with Yusuf's family and Aisha for a while, but in 2015, Aisha officially adopted her nephew. It has now been nearly 12 years since Athena Curry was last seen. Her son, who was just a baby when she disappeared, is now 14. And although his aunt stepped in to raise him, 
His mom is irreplaceable. The circumstances of Athena's disappearance remain a mystery. Her sister has worked tirelessly to keep her story in the public, but in recent years, there's been no information about Athena's case, and so it's hard to determine where the investigation stands now. But Athena is still missing, and her family doesn't have any answers. And like all missing people, her story needs to be shared until she is found. Athena Curry disappeared from Atlanta, Georgia on May 27, 2011. She's five foot eight, and at the time of her disappearance, weighed 150 pounds. She has black hair and brown eyes. Athena has several tattoos, and her nose and lip are pierced. If you have any information about Athena's whereabouts or the circumstances of her disappearance, please call the Atlanta Police Department. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. We'll be back next week with a brand new story. In the meantime, make sure you follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.